do you think ICT's story is even real? You know, it, it's definitely one of those things where you hear it and you're like, okay, what the fuck? I would almost say it was luck. Because people ask me, like, when did you become profitable? I'm like, in my mind, it was longer than I actually was like profitable because I just hit the fucking jackpot. You know what I mean? Like what I would say to a new futures trader is I would go for a bigger account than a 50K. In my opinion, a 50K account, this might hurt people's feelings. If that is a big enough difference for you to like decide just solely on price, you should, you're not ready to trade live. Trading is actually, good trading is actually not that hard. It's hard to learn how to do that good. But once you get good at trading, it becomes like boring and it's not as fulfilling as it, you thought it would be. What's up traders? Welcome to the Day Trading Show. My name is Austin Silver. I'm your host and I really appreciate you being here. I've got a great podcast for you today. It's just me with Jesse Rogers. Jesse is known by most of you as Casper on social media. He is a ICT trader who shares a ton. He trades futures. He's funded with Top Step. We cover mindset, strategy, money and wealth building stuff. We talk a little bit about NFTs and crypto. Just his entire story is very relatable. And I think any trader of any market is going to like this episode. But before we begin, I want to remind everybody, right now you can come trade live with me and our team on ASFX TV for just $9.99 per month, literally less than a dollar a day. There's a three-day free trial linked down in the description. You guys can definitely check that out. But enjoy my conversation with Casper himself. Real quick traders, before we continue with today's podcast, I want to take a second to talk to you about our newest service, what people are calling the Netflix for traders. It's called ASFX TV. If you haven't heard about ASFX TV, this is a live streaming platform where you can watch me and our team of funded full-time traders all week long. We run live trading rooms in the New York and the London session every single day. So it doesn't matter where you are from your phone or from your laptop or your desktop, you can tune in and see the live streams, follow along and take trades with us, ask us questions, submit your trades for feedback. Basically anything you need, you're getting direct access to me and our team on ASFX TV. We dropped the price this year to $10 per month. I know it's crazy. Less than a dollar per day and you can make money trading with us. Hopefully on the first trade, you're going to cover your entire year's worth of membership just from being on the platform. So I've got a link probably flying in above me. It's definitely down in the description for a three-day free trial. Come check it out. You can watch some of the recordings from our previous streams. We get all of them stored for you in a content library that you get access to. So check out the link. Come check us out on ASFX TV. If you're really taking your trading serious and you want to make more money this year, this is the way I can help you do it. So links are down below. Let's get back to the podcast. All right, traders, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm very, very excited. We've got Jesse Rogers in the building, the man, the myth, the legend, back from Florida looking tan and ready to go. It's good to see you, Jesse. <laughs> Thanks for being here, bro. Yeah, good to see you too, Austin. I appreciate you having me on and, and I'm excited to get started. Dude, absolutely. We got a lot to talk about. So we're going to jump right in. Real quick, first question, where did Casper come from? Why is that your at? So I used to box when I was a kid, um, for like eight years actually. And wow. I, um, that was my nickname. Like I was like, I was like seven years old. Like, cause they couldn't um, hit you. Cause you were like a ghost. No, it was, it was <laughs> just, I don't, I don't know, man. It was just, it just ended up sticking and I, and it was cool. Uh, I never really like there's a lot of people from my hometown that still to this day, if they saw me, they would just call me that like literally there, there's probably people that just know me as that that I've met like, you know, as an acquaintance. It's kind of funny. But um, so when I started the whole like, you know, social media stuff, uh, I I look back, to be honest, I kind of wish that I've just made it my name because I want to transition. And I'm like at this point now where it's like like my IG name, it's like my not my handle, but my name. But I'm like, 
feel like if I just pull the plug and, you know, just change it, there are some people who will be like, who the, who is this guy? Like, you know what I mean? Especially uh, on YouTube and stuff. So, but funny enough, I kind of just at that time thought it was good to have a, a nickname. So now I've kind of like, I've like, uh, I've got both, you know, both uh, oh, names just, going. <laughs> just, just thinking about it now, bro. You could like definitely flip it and make it like your alter ego or something like that. And like, <laughs> yeah, you could right. still, you could still like, I mean, if we're thinking about like from a brand perspective, cause people know you as and that, that name, that Casper name is the brand. I feel like you could even like, again, this is just my entrepreneur brain thinking like you could create a like a, a virtual avatar like a, a character looking thing and that could become casper and you could still be jesse and create content as jesse but you could have a whole avatar and cre- keep casper going you could do a lot with it bro it's good it is good yeah i kind of could do that, that with brand. the uh i made like it's so funny like i had a couple people ask me like how i got it's on my wall i would actually you might be able to be able to see it. show us this thing right here oh that's nice like my, that's sick bro that's the uh that's the picture of uh like my youtube avi and it's, yeah. but it's, that's an AI generated picture. That's who it should be. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> no, I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, now man. tell us for the people who don't know you, bro. I know you through all the content. Like I said, you make great content on Instagram, bro. As much as we probably would agree that the Instagram audience isn't ideal, like compared to like Twitter and YouTube, right? Yeah. I think it's just polluted. I think, I think to be honest, and I won't, I could go on a whole tangent with that, but just to stay on topic, I think they've been, they've had the wrong people in front of them. Is all I'll say. Yeah, you know I mean, I, would I think totally everybody agree can agree you, on that. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I think people are waking up to that now. But what 100%. it's done, just to make that point clear, like it's created a perception of trading, an expectation even that new traders come into trading with, and they get let down, and it leads to frustration and anxiety. I just got off a coaching call with a guy who's dealing with that, and I was like, bro, you just gotta unfollow all these people, like not even look at it at all, you know. But my point was that you, you know, I would probably agree that the Instagram audience isn't great, but you do great content there. But I know a lot of it comes from your YouTube, and you do a lot of stuff with uh, engaging with your Discord and doing stuff there. So just for everybody that doesn't know you, Jesse, just give them like a quick thirty thousand foot overview, if you can, of who you are. And, and your business in in the trading space. Yeah, so um, I've been trading for seven years off and on. I started out in crypto. Um, I actually was I bought this Discord like four years into my trading journey, and I started to take it more seriously. And in that Discord, I ended up kind of ex- excelling. You know, I'd like to say I don't you know I did well, and I ended up becoming like an educator in there. And from there, um, in order to kind of like, I realized like, Hey, like I like teaching, right? Like I, I didn't ever realize it before and it worked. People liked that. So I started to, um, hold streams on YouTube and from there people started showing up. I started looking at this like, Hey, okay, maybe I should, you know, fan out and make a Twitter. And then I made a Twitter. I started posting just like infographics of like my strategy and it fucking went crazy. Right. So then fast forward about, it's been, about a year now since I started the Twitter thing, maybe a little longer, like a year. And um, I started to make YouTube stuff, right? So then I started going to YouTube stuff. And then um, that evolved um, pretty heavily. I'm thankful for that. Very grateful for the audience and just awesome people. Like we're in a very unique time with trading right now. People are coming in droves. It's just people are starting to, you know, be forced to like, because of the way the economy is right now, like people are literally forced to seek out other ways to make money. I didn't really hit me. Because I've always just been like, I would never, like, I was never really like, uh, I went the, I never really rent the orthodox route, right? Like I, I literally went to school at college for one day. Like I didn't even, I was like, fuck this. Like, like literally I didn't even, I wouldn't even say I went to college. Like I, I just knew from the start, like my parents were going to do it. I just didn't do it. You know what I mean? And, but any, anyways, to get up, not get off topic, people were like drove or have been driven to seek out other hustles than just like a normal nine to five. And, um, 
we've seen that explode in the trading space. And I think that we've seen such a big push that there's been so many new content creators. And that's kind of like how I ended up being a content creator. And that's now evolved into like me doing a coaching business as well. Um, having a mentorship of students, kind of like more of a close knit thing. Like I, I didn't want to just create like a course, right? Like I didn't want to do, do just like, oh, you know, here's a course, um, very simple. Here's 20 videos. Good luck. You know, uh, I just got inspired based off of where I began, which was actually like directly working with people and like, like what you do, right. You know what I mean? Like really actually giving people what it, what they need to succeed, right. Not just, um, you know, some lazy product where they just want to make a quick buck. You know, I'm a big believer in the amount of impact that you make will, um, run parallel to the amount that your business grows. Um, that's just in kind of intangible, indirect ways. And, um, so yeah, that was, kind of where what got me to where I'm at now. And that's what I'm focused on now that and then trading futures. Uh, I'm fun with top step. I trade live every week. And um, trading is just always gonna like I like it trading is like autopilot at this point, like I trade like two to three days a week. That's just kind of like a part of life. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, that's 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 pretty much the rough overview. I love it. And when you got into trading, what was it that introduced you? Like, can you talk a little bit about like how you even found it? Yeah, so it was like I had friends who were really deep into crypto for like years before. Got um, it. Like this, this is like 2016, right? Okay. Um, so just finishing the bull run of crypto. Before, it, was, it was before. It was 2017 to 2018. I always get it. Got it. Up, but it yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. like, it was right before. And they had been like mining it. Like really, they, these are some developers, right? These dudes are fucking killing it right now. Like, like I bet. killing it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but they, they uh, were friends that I knew since young and, they got me involved in like, you know, just the idea of crypto and like they, you know, the cyber funks, which I don't know if any, it's like basically the, the whole idea of who made crypto and, you know, there, nobody knows, but why it was made the whole basis behind it. They got me like kind of into that. And I was like, you know, I was young as shit at the time. I was like, damn, like, this is like, um, you know, this is pretty cool. And, um, then whenever the bull run started to like cook up, so to speak, they were like, look, dude, like they explained what a halvening was and they're like, you need to like start messing with this stuff right like gotta get involved so like i went and um i'd been doing decent like especially for my age i was doing pretty decent and i just went and bought a fuckload well not a fuckload but you know a lot a good amount of bitcoin uh eth and xrp and i just got lucky as shit like that shit exploded bro like crazy i was like oh my god i'm a trader i'm a stock trade like i'm like jordan belfort Ugh. fuck yeah you know what i mean like i literally yeah. was like so dumb to think that but i i really thought that and was like yeah this is sick yada yada and like i just held it all the way to the top and then it fell like 30 percent before i really sold most of it so i lost like a good bit of the not i mean i still fuck bro at least you sold some that dogecoin millionaire guy he's still <laughs> holding dogecoin you know what i'm saying that's at so least sad, you sold bro that's so sad i can't i mean I, I say that i did that with nfts this last cycle but it was also like kind of fun like house money but i mean bro, i have a graveyard of nfts that i should have sold but anyways. bro, i just met a guy that just that uh i was at gary cardone's house last night for a networking event for crypto oh, stuff because gary's really big into crypto and everything down here in st pete he has got a big beautiful house we were all at and there was a dude there that has his own nft platform that's going to rival OpenSea, and like it's a competitor against OpenSea. and i asked him i was like what do you think of nfts bro like of course you're got to be bullish because they're going to come back he was like i can't tell you when they're going to come back bro he's like i i don't know anything for sure i just know that i didn't want to own any nfts i wanted to own the marketplace for the nfts and i was like right you don't want to own the gas stations you want to own the refinery so i was like ah yeah. that's, that makes sense that makes sense so are you still holding on to those nfts oh yeah they're a graveyard. it's like a graveyard my it's a graveyard yeah it's literally like here lies fucking crypto that's toads. so funny 
Eight, seven, I mean, bro, two. but it was a crazy <laughs> bull run on that thing, bro, on all of those NFTs. I mean, the one that I think I saw like Justin Bieber paid a, I think it was like a couple hundred thousand dollars. It's worth like $9 now or something like that, bro. Crazy. Yeah, the Logan Paul bought one for like two mil or something that was worth like, like ended up being worth like, I think nothing pretty much. Like, I mean, not nothing, but you know. Yeah, but like, like aren't they all worth nothing? Because they're just yeah, right. Exactly. Or do yeah. I sound like, a, am I a boomer now if I say that? Like, I, I, don't I feel know. like the picture went like, okay, there are some like the, the, the ideas. I don't know if there's anyone that's actually doing this. Like, um, you know, like, let's say if there was like, like, you know how, like, like, let's say big elite, elite group, so to speak, like where you basically have to get an invite. Like there's car clubs, right? Like, like I know um, I have a friend who he got invited to a club in Palm Springs where Karen the name or is near Palm Springs. And you basically get have to get invited to even pay a hundred thousand dollars a year for a spot where to park your car. And it has to be a certain kind of car. So, yep. but then that's your like access to this club of like people. You see yes. what I'm saying? So it's like that kind of stuff. Like maybe if they sold an NFT that like did that kind of that's the only like really thing I could see. Which but Gary like, V kind of did that. You know, like be right. friends. Exactly. And that's why I think that's still popular. Exactly. That kind of stuff is like, that's the way to do that. That's the value that it could hold. But again, it's yeah. just, or like maybe like music tickets or something. Like there's, there's, yeah. it I has to have real world crossover. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, it's like, you know, I mean, I guess at the same time too, like I've, I've, cause I've, I've went deep in this conversation with people trying to explain it. And the, the best parallel I can draw is like baseball cards. Like it's a baseball yeah. card really fucking worth anything. I don't no. think so. You know what no, I'm saying? But, but like, but there's does. a marketplace of some, exactly, bro. Exactly. exactly. So that's the same thing. Like with a board ape, like I don't, I mean, I look at it like, Hey, if I can buy this and make money off of it, whatever. Right. It's right. kind of like everything. Like when you get into that, like, you know, Oh, is money even really <laughs> so like you can go deep and, down or, that rabbit hole. Even into the rabbit hole of like, do you need to know everything about something in order to trade it and to make money from it? No, exactly. You really Not in today's day and age. You don't. Yeah, everybody so how thinks did... that a stock. No, ahead, like, no, you're not bad. Everybody thinks like family members, like just hitting on that. Like they'd be like, Oh, so like, you know, the earnings per share. I'm like, dude, nobody, most people do not pay attention. <laughs> most pe the people, the only people who pay attention to that stuff I've learned are like the real institutional buy side or sell side investors who are trying to make a really good long-term decision. When you're a day trader like you and me, uh, earnings per share really don't make much of a difference. Cause I mean, half the time you look at a stock, it beats earnings and it goes down. It misses earnings and it goes up because the stock market is always forward looking. So it's really hard to use just that one fundamental piece of data and say, this is how I should trade now. That's, that's amateurish, very amateurish. Exactly. I was going to ask you, how do you go from the NFTs and the crypto to futures? What's the gap there? Well, so, okay. So I went from crypto by the time I was trading NFTs, I was actually trading more like normal stuff too. It was just like, at that point, I it was kind of just like that was like gambling for me, you know what I mean? Like NFTs, yeah. but like from crypto to everything else was I joined uh, Playbit Discord, which I still um, give out trades and stuff in there. Uh, but basically, it's like so it's like a Discord that has like crypto trading, it has um, options trade, all everything, right? Everything from crypto to fora, everything, right? Yeah. So then yeah. that kind of like I traded crypto heavily, like that was like my thing, futures, right? Like I remember whenever I first started trading seriously. So fast forward from like 2016, right? I traded off and on. Like I was, dude, I was on like stock twits. I was a complete fucking bot, bro. I had no idea what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like complete, like that's why I tell some people, I'm like, bro, like probably is going to take you less time than it took me. Given yeah. I wasn't really like focused either. You know what I mean? Like I, it wasn't my only thing. Like I ran like a solar sales company before that. I was doing a lot of other stuff, but I, um, I ended up getting more into trading uh, crypto futures in 2020, right? And then that shit was that was like free money, bro. Trading futures through this last bull run. Crazy shit, bro. Like, and crazy. we caught some really good moves, bro. Like very grateful. 
And even then I would almost say it was luck because people ask like, when did you become profitable? I'm like, in my mind, it was longer than I actually was like profitable because I just hit the fucking jackpot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't call that like being prof. Like, okay. It's like, you were okay, just you- timing it right, bro. You got in at yeah. the right time. That's really what it, it sounds like. And I was aggressive, bro. Like, it's funny, like looking back then compared to now, like there was not risk management. It was like, oh, okay. I feel like that's a lot of us though, bro. We start out very aggressive in trading. And as you make money and you become a little bit more financially independent, financially successful, you get a little bit more conservative. But I think yeah. that's the right approach because 1% of $10 million is more money than 10% of $1,000, isn't it? Oh yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. So, I was like, okay, I have this much money. Um, if I lose all of this, what's the worst case scenario? I was like, <laughs> I'll probably make it back. Like worst case scenario, it. you yeah. eat the NFTs, bro. Yeah, <laughs> right for real. So I, I um I I did well with that, and then coming into 2021. Okay, so then we start to have starting to get harder to trade leveraged crypto, right? Because KYC stuff. You know, I was, uh, you know. Uh, allegedly you're not supposed to trade on these platforms. So basically it got harder to do that. Yep. And I started thinking like, okay, bro, like be realistic with yourself. Like this isn't sustainable. It's just, it's like one of those things like, and there's another, there's, there's a lot of those things that we've seen recently that you look at it and you have to be aware of yourself. Like, okay, trading is a business, right? You have to assess risk. You have to play the long game while playing the short game, right? That's that's the successful thing. Like businesses have a five-year plan, they have a six-month plan, right? So I started looking at it like, okay, you know, what if tomorrow Binance and all these just pull the plug completely, there's no such thing as crypto futures again. Just imagine like what happens. And I was like, oh, well, you're basically a square one in terms of like your instruments. Like, you know how to trade, but you have, you know, going into a whole new asset class definitely comes with a learning curve. And I was like, okay, so, you know, how do you mitigate that? I started trading uh, Forex is what I first started with. I was got on a MetaTrader. Um, I was so stupid, bro. Like I didn't, there was no demo account. It was like, okay, like 2000 bucks, like X gold. Okay. I was like, damn, like um, that didn't go well. Let's let another 5,000 bucks. And it was a little smarter. And I started just learning. You know what I mean? Like I was literally just, I was demo trading like with just a small account, like being an idiot. But I, I learned it pretty quickly after the, the first one I just blew because I didn't understand lot sizes. And I was like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. And this was oh, whenever bro. I kind of knew what I was doing. And I felt stupid. I was like, that was really fucking stupid. A- anyone in anyone listening to this the, in the comments, if you can relate, <laughs> make sure you drop a comment and say, yep, that was me. And if you yeah. don't drop a comment and you're listening, you're a fucking liar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was every <laughs> single one of us, bro. Every single one. of When you say learn to trade before you keep going, what are you learning? Like, are you taking video courses? Are you working with a mentor at this time? Like, what are you doing to actually learn? Or are you just throwing money into the market? Oh, no. So, okay. So when I first started on the Discord, right? Like there was like educational streams. It's funny enough, uh, the first thing I ever did with actually direct mentorship, shout out Hunter. Um, he's he's literally still in the, he he teaches uh, classes in, in my mentorship. He teaches in Playbit. A really good friend of mine, like long-term, but I literally bought uh, forever ago, bought a one-on-one for this guy for literally like 50 bucks for an hour. And so this is back when we, we both were like, like he was, he, he was not as new as me. He had been trading for like a year, but I just was like, yo, I want to talk to somebody. Like I need to like talk to somebody like and then we had, what's funny, we ended up getting on a call and just trading live. It was like, we didn't really, like, you know what I mean? It wasn't really structured. It just clicked. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that was like the first step that I made. And then basically it was just like, Hey, how do you like place like, or on this exchange or whatever, you know? And then I started um, just watching like endless videos, bro. I could get, I watched this one YouTube channel. That's like, I mean, I think there, there's a time and place for things. Like there are some YouTube channels, like, you know, you look back on and like not hating on them. It's just like, this is not going to get you really anywhere. But it gets your foot in the door. Like it piques your interest. So it plays a role in every trader's like journey. 100%. Like it's definitely not something I would recommend when you go watch. <laughs> but right. like I watched it 
at that time in my journey, it was whatever. It was like the, the uh, trading like two on two, like, you know, the fucking Walmart of like, you know, that kind of shit. It's like, oh, like what's a MACD? You know what I mean? Like, yep. what does yep. this mean? Like that kind of shit. Yep. So I just immersed myself, bro. Like I was like psychotic with it, right? So you like, were I in mean, YouTube university. Oh, dude, I'm talking like whenever I, cause I'm just very, if I'm like, if I'm working on something and I'm serious about it, I'm, I'm hungry, bro. Like I'm 12 hours a day, 16 hours a day, every single day. If I'm not on the computer doing it, I'm on my phone looking at it or I'm thinking about it. Like it, my girl can hear me right now. She's probably laughing. Like I, I'm a, I'm pretty, I've gotten a lot better with it recently, but like, I'm always preoccupied with like whatever uh, project my mind is on at that time. And I'm just zoned in. And that's how I was a trading, bro. I mean, I'm talking like, dude like it was fucking ridiculous and um i went from trading like the first school of thought that i kind of like attracted to so to speak was like this uh there's this algorithm called omni it's just it's not even a famous algorithm this guy he, he was like a crazy guy but he he sold this to like different discords and it was like basically indicators in your chart that would like help you it was like bands it was, it was like it was like basically like a juiced version of like bollinger bands Okay. And like, you know, just show, like that was like the first thing that I started really like, okay, you know, I started to mix it with other confluences, like uh, just basic shit or like trend lines, you know, the basic shit that, it, that it, I mean, dude, it worked. It's a funny thing. That's why I tell people like, especially like I'm an ICT trader, right? Through and through it's what I trade, but I will always sit here and tell you like, it's not the only way. Like people think like, oh, everyone else is unprofitable. That's just fucking bullshit. It's just not true. Do people um, really think that people in the ICT yeah, world I mean, think some that people every, think it's the that. only way? Real quick traders, we're going to take a break from the podcast to talk about today's sponsor. Jared Tendler is the author of The Mental Game of Trading. You've probably heard of him before. Jared has clients who are successful World Series of Poker champions, successful PGA Tour players, and hundreds of institutional and retail traders. Now, Jared just released a brand new program called The Mental Game of Trading Live. This is a platform he created that's basically a directory for solving your trading mistakes using the framework that he outlines in his book. My expertise is in technical analysis and coaching. His expertise is in the mental game of trading and improving your mental ability to improve your PL. So coming together with Jared is a no-brainer, and I'm very honored that he chose to work with us. Now, for you guys, as listeners to the podcast and followers of our content, he's offered us two discounts. He has a premium membership and an essentials membership. I have links and discount codes in the description to this video for you guys to save on this program. Now, it's still new, meaning it's not full, but depending on when you're watching this episode, it might be full. So don't wait. Check out the links in the description. Check out the platform. I think once you see it, you're going to love it. It's a no-brainer for any trader who's taking their business seriously. If you're a new trader and you're still just placing trades on MetaTrader on your phone for fun, this isn't for you. But if you're maybe six months, nine months, a year into your trading, you've already kind of worked out some technicals, maybe you're trading ASFX strategies, it makes perfect sense. It complements what we do so well if you get into Jared's program. So check out the links in the description. Discount codes are down there as well. And again, thank you to Jared and his team for sponsoring today's episode. Now, let's get back to the podcast. They're like, well, I think what it is though, I think what it really comes down to is they they attach to it because trading is a very, it's a painful thing for a lot of people. Oh and it God, always yeah. will be for a lot of people. Bro, There's I mean, you know, with your coaching program, I'm sure if you haven't had it yet, you fucking will. Grown ass men in tears talking to you. Yeah, like literally it's like a, it's a very... I haven't had that yet, but it, it's a very, um, it will come. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I'm sure it, it's like, so whenever people find something to latch onto, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what ICT is to a lot of people. They come from like the same thing that, that I came from. Like they had been like, they traded, you know, um, whatever the three to five, six, seven different types of trading they'd done before. And they find this and it like, they can see like this shit works really well and it has reason to it. 
right? And that's why ICT spread like wildfire was because the way that he crafted it and the way that he packaged it, right? Like packaging is such a big part of things. Like it works on me every day, right? Like when you go to the grocery store, when you go anywhere, you go like packaging is such an important part of the product. So crazy. The, The angle. So like the packaging of ICT was, this is why you haven't made money before because you are liquidity, right? So when people, they, they start to like resonate with that. It's just, it clicks. You could Even see why they would click. then think if you're not doing this, you're losing money. I could understand then at that point. That, yeah. They're like, this is why I wasn't making money. Cause I hadn't found this, but yeah. in reality, it's like the reason you aren't making money is because you're impulsive. It's because you're impatient. It's because you have bad expectations or any of the other baggage you bring in from your persona. That's the reality of it. Right. I know yeah. people that trade the most simple strategies that make massive money and they're like, yep. what's ICT? I don't even know what the fuck that is. No, you know I have what I mean? no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's it's a good point. When did you get introduced to ICT? When did he come into the journey? Late 2020, early. Like I'd say, yeah, like late 2020. But I was mixing it um after so I went from I was mixing it with that algorithm. Like I started to learn order blocks. That was the first thing. Interesting. Right. So I started learning, and I was like, oh, like every time this order block lines up with the because there were these things called like the dragon line people if anybody watches this from from the og days they're gonna be la- laughing because it's funny to me but like there's this thing that was called like a dragon it was like shenron line or some shit there's some okay. bullshit but basically it was like it moved with price it was like a moving support and resistance basically but i would notice like oh sounds okay, like an anchored vwap it okay so it's funny it worked off of anchored vwap and then um there was something because we ended up at figuring it out like what the guy was using it was that and something else, but an anchor VWAPs is actually good. V-Wops, I love anchor VWAP. That's yeah, what I yeah. use it every day. Yeah. Oh, so that's okay. So that's what you use. It yeah. works good, bro. Like it's, it's, it's great, bro. When combined, it's just like anything when combined with other confluences, right? It's, it can of be course. very good. And like, that was what I was doing. I was combining it with order blocks and I was like, Got it. holy shit, this fucking works. You know what I mean? Like I started like this, this works. Right. And this is whenever I had gone on this like massive bull run, like with my account, right through like Cause it was like, I had like my Binance account, right. And my equity was there and Coinbase. Right. So like my account, like if I went and looked at my analytics, my account was fucking soaring, no matter if I did awful or good trading, just because the equity, you know, right. it's like, Oh yeah, I'm making money. Like sitting here, it's like, no, like, if, no, you, know, you were in a bull run holding onto assets that are going up. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, you could see that I wasn't trading well at this point. Right. But then I started to, you know, that was when I started to really click and like had a, I had something that was sound where I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm not just looking at the screen like, yeah, this looks like it's gonna go up. Bye. Like, bro, I was, that's that's literally what I would do. And like my risk management was so often, I would just like I didn't even size my positions based on my stop loss. I would just put five percent of my account and then on just put the a trade. stop loss wherever. Yeah. If you even use one. Yeah, Yeah. but that's we all come from that point. And so was it really the risk management from ICT that made a difference for you? Oh, no. I just – the risk management, I just kind of had to – like I just realized like something is working. Can't be doing that. Okay, got it. Yeah. So it was a technical thing that it seems like ICT then tied together. Exactly. The the order box is like really what – what piqued my interest right so then i was like and what's funny enough i think with a lot of people this is true i didn't even learn the original concept of order block from i didn't even know who ict was and then i looked up into it i was like oh they're just ripping off this guy yeah and they're like uh, they're calling it like different names like you know whatever but i um i then like really dove into his shit right and i i had and what's funny enough at that time I had like a mega folder of just like pirated shit that I had had. This is way of course. Shit. This is before 2022. This is before he was really getting popular again. Um, so like I, I was like, oh wait, I have this guy's shit. 
Isn't that crazy? Folder. Yeah, I already had it, never had watched it because I have literally, I still have the same mega folder. Where you got a I bunch have, of courses, you got a bunch of stuff. Bro, I'm talking like a hundred courses. I'm like literally probably like between like 50 and 100 courses on bro, this. Bro, better mega make folder. sure I'm not in there. Just kidding. Yeah, dude, I wouldn't even be surprised. It was I wouldn't be funny. surprised either, bro. So I was like, dude, good. No, no guys, I was sorry. laughing because I had, I was whenever like Paladin, you know, Paladin. I was laughing because like the other day, I can't remember, if I, I, was like, I was talking to my, I remember I was like looking through this mega folder because somebody, somebody's like, Hey, do you have the old ICT uh, something? And I was like, yeah, bro. Like I have it here. It's on YouTube. I have it here for you. And I was like, saw, so I was like, what the hell? I have Paladin's thing. And like, and it was old, old stuff. Like, and I was That's like, crazy. Like, I like know these people now. Yeah. It's just funny. Right. Right. But, um, but yeah, no. Um, Can I ask two questions about ICT? Yeah, yeah, that... That's more, that's more hairy. Oh yeah, of course, bro. So what, the direct question, do you think ICT's story is even real? So I don't know about like the whole entire, every last thing he said, right? Like, I don't think, I think that in my opinion, the the guy definitely can trade. Like, I'm not going to say, I don't know his bank account. I don't know any of that. Like, I know there's like a ton of controversy around it. I know there's like controversy around some of the things that have been said, you know, with, like you said, the story, um, like I, I already know which one you're thinking about. Like, there's one story that's like a lot. I don't know, right? Kidnapped like, by the market makers. They took yeah, him somewhere and they told yeah. him, yeah, they told him the know. secrets, and then they let him go free. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Like, I think that you know, at the end of the day, there's there's um, I like the way that I I position it is, I I. <laughs> you know, it, it's definitely one of those things where you hear it and you're like, okay, what the fuck? But the way that I look at it is like, I don't concern all that with my, you know, I don't concern myself with all that. I look at it more like, okay, you know, do I, did I value or did I get value from this guy? Right. Stuff, did you, did, right? It's, it's the marketing, bro. The story is the marketing. It's his Lamborghini. Exactly. It's his, exactly. it's his, it's his Rolex. It's his watch. It's exactly. whatever. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what it is. And I think what people sometimes often will do. I, I had Sam Cavanaugh on the podcast and Sam hates ICT mm-hmm. openly, very much opposed to ICT. Yeah, yeah. But he, he said on the podcast, he was like, but if you are a new trader and you want to learn, ICT stuff is better than half of, if not majority of the other stuff that's out there for free. And yeah. I think that that's the point. It's like the marketing, you can hate it. But if there's so many people now saying ICT helped them make money, you can't really hate on the education. There's something there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And everybody has their, like that Lamborghini, like Sam's, his Lamborghini is talking shit about ICT. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a hundred percent business, bro. It's just, and I don't think that anybody is really like, I, I highlight, and it's funny, this is kind of going into something else. Like when ICT is like beefing with some of these people, I firmly don't think that he gives a fuck. I think it's literally, I mean, I think he does, but he doesn't like not as much as he like lets off. Like for example, like the whole like Finny E mini or whatever. I, like, see, that I was going to bring that up, bro. Cause he made a whole documentary about bro. This that's dude, his bro. whole brand. But I think that that like to like, okay. So that the Sam guy, he hasn't done it this bad, like yeah. made it, but like that Vinny guy, I'm like, bro, like your whole brand is just being a fucking hater, bro. That's it, bro. And that's like, I mean, do you, bro, I'm not hating on you. Right. But like, Actually, I have told that guy to fuck himself a couple of times in like comments because he was talking shit on my side. But but anyway, no, um, <laughs> because if you're he, he's the kind of guy like because I don't associate like I don't push ICT stuff because it's not the way I learned how to trade. He instantly liked me on Twitter. He was nice to me on Twitter. But if you talk nice about ICT, he's going to be mean to you on Twitter. And this yeah. is like, again, it's all like the fluff in the show. But then what I think what's bigger to me about all of it is like you look and this is why I love my podcast so much, because I'm 
around other really serious traders. And as much as I respect ICT's brand, I don't think he would be a good fit for me to interview because I really push people who have track records, who have a reputation, who have a full transparency about their history and where they come from and how they got there. Like, for example, we were talking about Anthony Crudelli. He was just on the show and Tom Basso. Those guys that I think are a little bit more humble and don't entertain the beef fit yeah. with me more because if you, bro, I mean, I think you and me are similar. If, and I, I'm going to be, I could be right or wrong. I'm a nice guy, but I could definitely be an asshole. And if we're going to beef, I'm go I'm going to take it really seriously. And I might roll up at your house. Like I might show up in your town and you might just run into me somewhere because now I've taken it to that level, which is why I'm never like excited or I never entertain beef is one thing. But I also think like, I, I want to be seen by some of these other people as someone who does not entertain beef, where like you just said, now Vinny is associated as a guy that beefs. Raja yeah. Banks is associated with guys that beefs. I want to be known for <laughs> trading and stuff like that. Raja called me, a, a, he tweeted at me when I was, I said something I about saw that. So he called me a C-level influencer. Bro, you know, the best comment back, I should have said, at least I'm not a grade A verified scammer by CoffeeZilla. You know what I'm saying? And like, but I don't entertain, <laughs> I'm not going to entertain that beef like that because to me, yeah. I'm here to trade. So that's why like ICT stuff is, it is in that great area of like the marketing is kind of some people ain't going to like it. It's going to create controversy, which is good because yeah. it gets attention. And then the content, the education is actually helping people make money, which is, I think, the more important thing. Do you feel like there's more people now than before? Because correct me if I'm wrong, ICT was popular and then kind of disappeared and then came back, right? Yeah. I mean, I, in my, from my perspective, and again, I wasn't a part of like the 2017 and 2016 mentorship when it happened. But and just judging based off, you can literally go look at like Social Blade and look at the analytics. Like he was like popular, and then I think he fell like he kind of like not fell off, but like he retracted. It's and then stagnated. it was like, yo, he's yeah. fucking like you know LeBron James of like that niche now. You know, I mean, he kind of already was. He created that niche, like the smart money. But I mean, now it's to the point like if you're trading, like if you're trading and on social media, I think it's a very rare chance that you haven't heard of at least heard of ICT. A hundred percent. I mean, it's the guys like, that work at banks and stuff like that, that are not yeah, on social media. They don't know who he is. Exactly. Right. That's like, yeah. Pitting on that point. Better. But like, if you trade and you're even on Instagram, social media, like Twitter, I mean, if you're on Twitter, especially you're going to see probably, it, dude, if you, if you've heard of a prop firm, there's no way you haven't heard of it. You know, maybe, 100%. I mean, I don't know, I guess it's hard, but most of the point or most of the time, but you know, I think that um he's bigger now for sure than ever. Yeah. And like, he's talking about Lee. I, I, I swear he's not going to leave. So like he said he was going to leave in November or whatever. I swear. I, I think he might take a Twitter break, but he's not leaving, bro. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think he's. Why do you, before we leave the topic, why do you think, do you think he likes the power and the attention I think he too just, much? I think like, I think that he just loves what he does. Right. I won't even say it's just for power. Like, I mean, like, let like, like, for example, like anybody, that has that kind of like drive in this kind of stuff right like the dude's like a fucking workhorse but like it's kind of like just standard now but like when you look at it like this guy's literally posting up stuff like youtube videos i mean he's not the crazy he doesn't edit shit he fucking pushes record and, and hits it you know what i mean um but i mean he's always putting out content he's always um you know he's always doing shit. And like, and a lot of people, like I've heard of some people that are like, yeah, he's broke. I'm like, okay, like you actually, that's, that's just stupid. Like he's You're definitely, whether or not, whether or not he made it off trading, who knows? Nobody will ever know. The dude, what does he sell? He's the, in 2016, he sold the mentorship. Okay. And how much was he charging for that? I don't know that. I think it was 150 bucks for uh, 12 months or something, but I don't know if, how it was charged. If it was like charged, like, at and once. if he's more popular now, I mean, he doesn't sell anything now. And he does That's what I'm saying. Just, yeah, yeah. So if he, it, oh, dude, if he ever monetize, uh, listen, I, I, I have this theory in my head. Like, I, and I, I think that he should. I think, in my opinion, I think he should create something that's monetizable. 100%. I think, 
It should be a book though. And he's that talked about smart. writing a book. Oh, dude, it'd be he would probably that would probably t- I mean that, that could be mainstream. He could go mainstream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what it is, bro? I think a lot of the time in our business, people like you mentioned already not selling a course. I think people have a stigma and are put off in a lot of ways to building a course. But I think it's because in a lot of the times they've taken courses and they've sucked. I think I was just in a weird circle of life when I've I've actually taken courses outside of college that I really enjoyed, like Grant Cardone's uh his sales courses. I've really enjoyed them. So I was always in the boat of like, yeah, there's going to be shit courses, but there's also really, really great ones. Even I would argue Ty Lopez's stuff for social media marketing. He has made multiple millionaires in different parts of the world, all about social media marketing, all from a video course, very little mentorship. So the right course, I I truly believe can make a big impact, which is why ICT, hey, if he's listening and I, I give him any advice, sell a course and attach it with a subscription model. I think if I looked at my own business, and this is what I'm critical of always, my course is one-time fee. I've sold almost 3,000 courses since 2019. If I had even half of those people still paying me monthly, my business could be even bigger than it is now. Whereas now I have my ASFX TV subscription thing, which is only $10 a month, and I have to now build this all up from the ground up, where some of those course people have come over and subscribed, but not all 3,000 of them. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think like that, he, he bro, he would do six figures a month. Every month. No, he would do seven figures a month, right? Yeah, would do, like it would be that ridiculous. Dude would do seven, that dude would, I would, ridiculous. I would not put it past, honestly, bro. I would not put it past him to do uh, eight figures the In first, the first, I, the first month. I, I, and then that, that would be kind of reaching, honestly. It depends yeah. what the price was. It depends on the, the, the ticket of the item. But like, here's the thing, like no bullshit. And, and this is like, like hitting on what you said, dude, I am, a lot of people, I think it's also kind of like insecurity and people like, I ain't bought a fucking course. I don't need right. a course. I don't, I don't need, need that. Bro, the I and listen, I know this from myself. I know this from people that are at high levels and not just uh trading, but like biz ops, social media, marketing, like you said, sales. Bro, there are great courses you can buy for thousands of dollars that you should fucking buy. Like you 100 percent should fucking buy them. And if you're running an, an LLC, it's a fucking tax deductible. It's a write-off, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, so people don't understand. It just comes from a lack of understanding of like how lack this of shit works. Yeah. And and, oh, and, and potentially poor experience, you know? Yeah. Maybe you like I so I dropped out of college too. I stayed longer than you did. I made it to end of junior year and then I left, which is almost worse because I Damn, wasted yeah. my, my I spent my dad's 529 money he had saved up for us. And I think he resented that for a very long time, even maybe till he died. But anyway, I, I was in college and I hated those courses. They were so boring, some of them, right? Like, but then you could go online and find better information, find more. And I think I had always just been open-minded to like learning online. And now look, there's like masterclass where like people that are super famous in their field are teaching things. You know what I mean? And I think that um, online learning is going to be huge, bro. Because if you look like, at least I, I'm, I know you, you have a daughter, I have a son, like I'm probably like, it's a certainty he's not going to public school. And I'm going to guess he's probably not going to college. By the time he's 18, college will be dead. Every All the good professors will be teaching online, making way more money than they would if they were at a university. So it's going to change. The landscape is going to change, you know? But in, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too deep. I want to, you brought up a comment about prop firms. So I do want to pivot for a second. And I, I appreciate you sharing that ICT stuff because I've had guys on the show before who have talked about ICT, but never like really had, 
you're you're i mean you've even spoken with ICT, haven't you? yeah yeah, uh, yeah. You're, you've you know like you've i've seen it before i feel like you've interacted with him like he yeah, knows he's interacted with my channel and he said he's yeah. like he said proud of you because he, he yes, attended a top that. step stream yeah so we've we i've never spoke to him directly um but like we've interacted like that so nice and that's awesome so like i said i appreciate that so talk to me because top step is now becoming extremely popular and believe it or not and this is actually a funny little thing here bro the guy who runs Top Step, um, do you know the CEO? MP, yeah. I don't know him like very well. We've been on we've been on calls like this and stuff. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he lives in St. Pete where I live, bro. Um, really? I heard that he, I, I heard, you got to find out for me and confirm yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I can figure that out. I know he travels bro, a lot. He's always I, traveling. He's Of course, he's CEO of big company, yeah, yeah. but and yeah. that's based in Chicago. But I, I heard from, because at that Gary Cardone party, they were talking about him, I think, and he was, he's here. So Top Step has become extremely popular and good for them because they were one of the firms that have been around, in my opinion, like FTMO. They've been around for a long time and just didn't have the flashy shit that attract. And now look, when all these other firms are getting virtual this, virtual that, they're clean and free. Top Step is regulated in the United States. They don't have to change nothing, bro. So I think that's one of the reasons why they're attracting so many people. But I want to hear from you, like why Top Step, why futures over FTMO and my Forex funds and all that stuff? Yeah, so- First of all, if you're trading, so the only, I will say like this, I won't even say futures are better than Forex, but I will say if you trade, here's the thing though, most, not most, a lot of people who are trading Forex or like on CFD brokers are trading indices, right? A lot of people are, I think you do, you trade like S&P on, yeah, exactly. So like the, for me and with the way I trade, I'm not sure if this is how you trade. I trade the one minute a lot and the five minutes sometimes, mainly the one minute. So like, I know that when I'm trading NASDAQ, and I've had experiences like, like I still trade on CFD farms, bro. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, and like top, so I, they know this, like I'm, I'm very honest with like the way I endorse. Right. And that's, that's what my brand's built on. I'm never going to be like, oh, like I'm going to feel like top. So I can't even talk about Forex. I think that's, that's just not, I would never do that. Right. It's just yeah, not it's my brand. Dishonest. Yeah, exactly. And if people aren't stupid, bro, people read that right. shit like easily, of course. but, um, but yeah. So like, I, I look at it like this, if you trade, you know, indices, it definitely has its advantages, right? Number one being you have a solid feed, right? Because the CME is what provides the feed to, you know, top step or these other prop firms that are for futures. You know, we have, we've already ran into the thing with, you know, ACAP, we see ACAP firms. They'll, you know, slip them to hell. I believe it at that, right? You know, or like in-house, you don't even know, like you literally don't fucking know where your feed's coming from. And there are good feeds. There are a ton of good feeds out there that aren't going to just bone you. But like, you don't know that, I guess, so to speak. That's that's the big a big benefit. Another benefit, um, which you can also get by linking uh, certain accounts to like social trader tools, but is um, TradingView integration, right? Because TradeVate, you can trade on TradingView. That's super super fucking beneficial. I mean, it's not necessary, you know, but I just to me, I like it a lot, right? Especially for like content creation. Um, it makes it a lot easier because I'm tra- I'm be able to stream on the same chart I'm giving analysis on. Whenever I'm really? live, when I'm live trading, because I can just trade on my screen. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to yeah. like, because I don't like charting. Like I've used like Thinkorswim charts. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna off myself, or this is terrible. Like I don't want to. You know they what I mean? are like, the worst, bro. They are meta the trader. worst, bro. I remember when I first started trading, like, uh, prop firms, like back in like 2022, and they made thought, you use MetaTrader for. Well, yeah, I, I'm. I like it, bro. I, I like MetaTrader on the phone. I swear, I love this. Oh, yeah, on the phone. It's okay. Just on the computers. It sucks if you don't have a PC. Oh, my God. I I thought, well, I thought it was cool. I was like, oh, look at me. I'm like, hot shot. Like, I feel like I was in a fucking Bloomberg terminal or something. I thought it was cool. I'd use that for like two days and was like, no, this is horrible. Absolutely horrible. But um, I even bought some freaking position size calculator EA that was just complete waste. But um, anyways, 
uh, yeah, so the, the big benefits are, are those two. And then also there are some downsides to it, right? Like I always tell people that the only downsides that I really don't like, um, which I never really run into this issue to be honest too much, but is the position sizing. Cause in Forex, you can size your positions exactly based on your stop, right? Which helps, can, which can help with like risk to reward over time and just yes. data. You so can't like, do that with futures? No, well, I mean, it's $50 a point per contract. It's like, let's say if I have an $8 stock. Okay, let's say if I'm risking 500 bucks, which is usually what I try to risk. Um, On NQ, the most stop, the the biggest stop I can have uh, is a 25 point stop. With the smallest position possible. Well, you could trade micros, which are a tenth of that. But then it's okay. It just becomes small. Uh, Cutting it in tenth is small. Yeah, and you have to trade a bunch of contracts. So, like, micros for NASDAQ are $2 a point, minis are two or $20, right? So, if I have a 25 point stop, I know it's 500 bucks at risk, but like, then it's like, I could have a 15 point stop or, and then I, and like, I couldn't really double the position size. No, you would just over be, my, I understand what you, you would just take a smaller yeah. loss in that situation. Yeah, or a smaller win. You know or a smaller I mean? win. Yes. So yeah, it's exactly. like, that's, that's the downside to it. But the, the, the big thing, and it's weird. It's one of those things. It's just like, once you start doing it and you're like, um, you know, you're used to it, it's like. You just get used to it. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. You're just used to it. It's yeah, you get comfortable like with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. At first, it's awkward. I had a couple yeah. of guys in our mentorship group that when the My Forex Funds freeze thing happened, they were like, boom, same day, right over the top step. And like, they were playing with it for a couple of days. And I would see them struggling with the position size, just getting used to it. About two or three weeks later, they were fine. They knew yeah, what they were exactly. doing. Exactly. You just got to practice. It's, it's really easy. Like, the way so, I always, it's 50, a 50 lot is one ES. A 20 right. lot is one NASDAQ. Same right. shit. So would you tell new guys, well, let me ask it a different way. How would you tell new guys to get into futures? Like a new trader, like a complete new trader or like new to futures, new to futures. I would just say, bro, I mean, just do it. Like it's not, it's like, you know, their challenges are cheap, aren't they, bro? Yeah, they're cheap. They are cheap. Like the, the, the way you have to attack those challenges or the, the, so the challenges are very cheap, but they're, they're once they have trailing drawdown, that's the thing. Yeah. Right. So the trailing drawdown, it depends what your trading style is like, and if you're swing trading, it's just not for you at all. Right. So it needs, you have, to, if you're trading on anything less than like a 15 minute, I mean, even that would be, I don't even, I don't know how you could trade a 15 minute, like with the risk, you know, you have to, because you, you know, point like in, in ES, you know, I mean, 10 points, I mean, that's. That's not that much. That's 500 bucks per contract at risk, especially if you're trading like a 50K account or something. You got to trade like micros. Um, you know, it's just, I'm trying to think. I kind of lost my train of thought where I was going with that. Oh, back to getting new people in futures. I yeah, would say, yeah, I would say like the the benefits or how, what I would say to a new futures trader is I would go for a bigger account than a 50K. In my opinion, a 50K account it's just really like, yes, it's $50, right? So it's very enticing, but it's just like, and if that's all you have, like this might hurt people's feelings. Like if you're, if you're deciding on a 50 K account or a $50 account versus a $100 account, like if, if that is a big enough difference for you to like decide just solely on price, you should, you're not ready to trade live. It's just that, that might break hearts. It's just the truth. Honestly, if you're picking between $50 and $150, it's kind of like if you can't spend something five times and it literally just not even like you're, first of all, that's just not a smart decision, right? Financially. Second of all, trading is a psychological game. And I tell people this all the time, like there are some people like, like Paladin is a great example. He came up from like being in debt. He had like no money, was buying challenges. 
and uh, ended up being very successful, right? That is a unicorn situation, right? And um, it took him a long time of doing that. So like, I firmly believe that one of the reasons that I was able to pretty quickly relative, like once I became like focused and I was serious about trading, um, it wasn't that long before I was like profitable and doing stuff, but it was just because bro, when I was sitting there trading, I didn't give a fuck. I did not care if I, I could lose my account and be like, okay, like it wasn't going to cripple me financially. So like that freeing feeling will help you. Like you're not biased. You're not emotionally pressured. Um, that's a total tangent I'm going off on. on no, but you're right. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're spot on, bro. You're spot on. What yeah. would, in line with that, what would be some of the like key principles if you had to say like for futures trading success, you got to make sure you do this or you got to make sure you don't do this? I would say trade, learn to trade the lower timeframes, but don't get sucked up in them. Learn, learn to trade the higher time frames while having a higher time frame bias because you have to trade the lower time frames, right? A lot of people come trading like one hour entries. I mean, this ain't for you. It's just not if that's what you do. Um, number two is really get dialed in on your risk to reward and understand the position sizing because that's kind of like the biggest learning curve for a lot of people. Um, number three, and this is kind of subjective because it's just like the style I trade. Uh, I would say like if you are trading uh, ICT or anything like that, like wait for time-based liquidity to be taken before you even trade. And I get that's kind of a technical question, but I swear to God, it's it's it will change the way you trade. Like, overnight. is that like at a certain time of day, liquidity is taken out or shown, and that's what you're waiting to act on? It's that, and so that right the 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 window of when it's happening, and also using like a high or a low of a window in time. So it's like, so like a Monday's, like it could be, I could go into a whole rabbit hole here, but it's basically like previous session, previous day highs or lows. Sure. Sure. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? You're it goes deeper than that, but that to be reached or touched at a certain time of day. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Between 730 and 1030 AM. Is there, a spe- is there a specific reason for that time of day? Just because that's when all the orders are coming in. So it's just, <laughs> it go, I could go into like a whole rabbit hole here, but it's just like, if you break the day. I'm trying to think of how to explain this in a simple way. So like you heard of like power of three in ICT, you might've heard of that concept, right? Like accumulation. Okay. So it's basically this, the, the basis of it is um, you accumulate near the opening prices, right? Opening prices could be of different things. It could be the week, could be the day, could be the session, uh, could be the quarter of a session, right? It gets into like a whole lot of stuff. Um, But basically the principle is that you accumulate or consolidate near the, um, the opening price, right? And then after uh, at a certain time, you'll get manipulation in the market before the true move. It's kind of like the ICT, like in the mornings and in the index futures markets, there's nearly always a false move before the real move, right? So you're trying to play that false move at a certain time of day and almost always have, like you trade S&P 500 if I'm not, you do, right? So like right around like 10 a.m., we know a lot of times, like between 10 to 10.30 a.m., there is sharp ass reversals if there's going to be a big, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's kind of playing into that, that that's going to, um, but it goes way deeper than. Of course, of course. But that that's a good overview for people, especially because a lot of my audience, I think is familiar with ICT. And I'm sure after listening to this, they're going to go look it up and, and probably watch more videos. So it's good that his stuff is free. So would you go back in time then and tell yourself, get with ICT sooner? If you 100%. could. Yeah. I wish that, I wish that it was that, well, you know, okay. It's, it's one of those questions where we'll never really know what the best no, of course, thing is. Of course. But like, cause like, here's the thing, like it's kind of everything happens for a reason type thing, or like all the things that happen to you along a journey or what makes you where you're at. So like, 
I don't know. I guess the best way to put that is I'm super fucking happy with where I'm at right now. So I really wouldn't change a damn thing. I feel the same way, bro. You know what I mean? You don't regret anything. Exactly. It's not like I would go back and do it, but would it be good advice to go back and tell myself maybe a couple of things? Yeah. Like it wouldn't hurt, but I think you you would probably, what you're saying is like, there's mistakes and things you had to go through that I could have told you don't do that. You still would have had to do it to learn for yourself. You still got to touch the stove to see that it's hot. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you know, the advice, like if somebody's like, Hey, I want to start trading. Um, you know, what should I watch? I'm usually gonna be like, Hey, I can help you. But let's say if I wasn't doing like education, I would never tell them to go to the education sources that I started on. Of course. You know what I mean? I'd be like, Hey bro. Yeah. Just go look up trading two, one, two. Like it'd be awful. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, yeah, go ahead and just sign yourself up to a year of, of fucking around and not seeing right. results. <laughs> right. And just spinning yourself in a circle. Right. So yeah. there's definitely an easier path, but it's not that there's a regretful path either. Cause it's all Precisely. gets you to the point. Right. That's awesome, bro. So real quick, let's wrap up with um, your mentorship and your students. How long have you been doing that? And just give me, I'm just curious for myself, bro. Like, tell me about the, the operation you're running over there. You said you're live streaming every day and like everything like that. Is it every day, the streams? It's not every single day. So okay. you said every week, four to five days. Yeah. Four to five days a week. There'll be a, there'll be a live class or a stream in the discord in the discord. Yeah. Nice. And so, do you like sell open enrollment to that? Is it constantly open? Um, it, it, not everybody qualifies because at the end of the day, um, we do have like a success guarantee. So we're very, very picky on who we work with making sure, because at the end of the day, like, and that's why I've seen so many people have already seen success in it mm-hmm. is I'm looking for the right person for it. Because I do yeah. believe again, going back, I said this earlier, the, the, the amount of growth your business will see is directly correlated to the impact you make. And I also like doing meaningful work. And one thing that being in, the lower ticket side of things, right? Like really cheap things, like where you're just going to, you know, you can't really provide what somebody actually needs to succeed. You really, it's harder. I, it's I don't care. Anyways, like, unless you just don't value your time right? and it's not going to last for long. And then and here's another thing too. Um, you, you, you work with different people whenever you require certain things from people. It's just the truth. Right. Yep. So, you know, I know that if I find somebody who's an A plus student, right. I'm going to then be enabled to be an A plus mentor. If I'm an A plus mentor and I find a D minus student, we're going to get a C minus or C at best working relationship. And I'm not into that, right? I've done that a lot, right? I used to, I used to do that, right? And I learned that that's just not it. It's just not enjoyable. You don't get results because people want to like, for example, like, like a question that I've got a lot. Oh, well, if it works, why don't you do a performance-based thing where we we split profits? I get that at least once a week, That's the dumbest shit because, you know, because here's the thing, you, you you can lead a horse to water. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. Like I can show you everything in the sun, but you might still be an addictive gambler who has no fucking self-control. And I can show you literally the bet that the key, I can give you the key to your success and you'll still fuck it up. And then there are some people who are just at that mental, that, that point in life where they're like that. And it doesn't matter what you do. Okay. It's like, it's like, um, high school kids or something, right? Like most high school kids are going to do shit. Like they're going to like go out and smoke weed or something or like, you know, like that's just the truth. Not everybody, not everybody. Right. But most of the time. So it's like when you're at a certain like development level, whether it's as a person or as a trader, you're not a good fit for certain things. And I don't want to work with people that aren't a good fit because then I get bad results and I get unhappy people. And then I'm unhappy. You know what I mean? 
So that's, exactly. that's the kind of the way that I designed it. Um, so it's, it's open right now. Like the doors aren't shut yet. They will be at some point, but it but has it's not to be open the right to person. everybody. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's the way to do it, bro. Because, and I think that it is cool. You do a success guarantee because I mean, like in my, in the program we've had, I've had guys pay and they don't get the full value for it. And I think it's because they're just not at the right time in their life. Like the, at least the way I run my program, it is workload intensive. You've got to do daily report cards every day. You need to do markups every day. I, I require you to do the work so I can give you the feedback. If you just show up, I can only do so much. So for the guys that can't give the time to it, they sh they don't get the full value versus the guys who are obsessed and talking to me all day, every day. They're the ones that typically get funded and stay funded. It's just a exactly, clear correlation. Bro. You can see it. And work I do, the same, I do similar stuff too, bro. Like, um, daily stuff like that I required that's cool to, to see that like it's 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 probably similar it's probably different but it's also it's probably very well I mean bro yeah. this business has been written for us we are not the pioneers of day trading you know what I'm saying we're yeah. plugging into what other people have already shown and there's clear habits that like winners do in this business you know what I mean and I look up to guys like that so why would we not emulate it you know what I mean I think being humble is probably one of the more important characteristics for a trader the second the ego gets the better of us we get overconfident we go off tilt we do stupid things but if you stay humble and I think you have to be punished a couple of times and take some losses to really understand to stay humble, then it's really hard to beat you down. It's hard to kill you when you're humble because you're always ready for that loss and you're never going to let it turn into two and three. That's one of the big things that I feel like I kind of took from talking to you is when you, you can hear when you talk because you're so confident in your approach, you don't really often, I'm sure you don't often let one mistake turn into two or three or four. And I think that's probably why you've been able to survive and do well and continue to grow in crypto and futures and anything, right? Yeah. Tr and trading live did that to me, bro. I swear yeah, to you, it cuts like, your teeth, bro. You put your back against the corner. You're showing people what you're doing. You yeah. you got to keep it 100. Yeah, you can't yeah. exactly. Yep. And it makes you hyper. And then like you know, like my whole, like I was actually just putting together like our company's values recently, like kind of like some nice. internal stuff. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was it's like, important, bro. Yeah, culture is very important, and the long term right. growth and success, and, and creating an actual impactful brand, right? And I had, I, I was doing this exercise with somebody and it was basically like, put your company into three words. And what I came up with was tenacity, accountability, and focus, right? And and like and that. that that comes from, um, you know, extremely accountable is what trading taught me, right? Um, you have to be tenacious to get after it. You have to be like one of those people who is really like a fucking savage. You have to be a fucking hard ass worker to succeed in trading. Like you're not going to be a lazy motherfucker and come into trade, but people do because they think they see it as like, Oh, day make trading. money I'm from lazy. my phone. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's have fun. Yeah. Let me know how that goes. Good so, luck. you know, um, and then accountability is like the biggest thing because, you know, that's what live trading really like forces you to do is like, you're accountable. I mean, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're literally accountability like, leads to discipline. That's what I tell exactly. everybody. Yeah. You want to have more discipline, ask somebody to hold you accountable. We're social yeah. creatures. We don't like to let each other down. I, I, we also don't like to be embarrassed, which means sw sometimes swallowing your ego and realizing when you fuck up and you do that enough, you mess up enough and you would take accountability for it. You actually get excited about mistakes in a way because you, you're not running from them. They're, they're getting you closer to growth. I really, I really believe that. And I've seen it. Like I can see guys when they aren't asking for accountability, they struggle to stay on edge. They struggle to stay implementing discipline. When they ask for accountability and they're in the flow, doing their report cards every day, sharing their trades, showing up at the same time in routine, the discipline is very clear. It, it all falls that, into place. It almost looks like consistency, right? When accountability brings discipline and makes you stick to that, that's where you start to get into that C word that we all are looking for, right? Yeah, no, 100%. And like being like brutally accountable to yourself, like one thing too that I've always had, and I, because I, I was raised like in a very, um, 
like like uh my dad was a hard hard ass like he's a prick but i love him like i love him to this, to this day he's still he's still here and he's he's a lot different now than my daughter it's funny to see i'm like oh my like this dude is a fucking he's probably softy. so soft to her. dude yes, i'm like bro, who course, is this guy? of course like you know when i was it was like you have to be like oh like you are the best you are going to be the best in your sports team or like you're borderline in trouble type shit you know what i mean like literally it was that but like that made me extremely fucking accountable like from a young age and that's one of the things that i firmly dedicate like a lot of my success to um was that that i'm just so fucking hard on myself even if i'm doing it's so funny my girl told me like i'm so analytical and like oh this has to be improved da, da, da. like it's like um marcus aurelius is a quote um as be strict with yourself and generous with others right you always have to be extremely extremely strict with yourself if you want to to grow and that and that's in trading too because so many people like they think they are but they're really not and that's like the biggest thing. Like trading is actually good. Trading is actually not that hard. It's hard to learn how to do that good. But once you get good at trading, it becomes like boring and it's not as fulfilling as it, you thought it would be. And hundred percent. That's why I mean? like you just... said, we have to do impactful work guys like you and me. I don't get much fulfillment from trading. It does yeah. pay the bills, but I do get much more fulfillment. Taking somebody that's down, ready to quit spin them around if they've got the motivation for it you could actually help them make some money going to the green that is super cool bro exactly bro and then the impact you make seeing like reviewing testimonials seeing everybody win like for me um i'm reviewing all their trades so when i review their trades and i can literally like see all of it like from like doing not good and then just making one simple thing or like one pep talk or one thing and then that's like like a fucking light switch like that is like oh dude it's just like so satisfying you know what i mean like when i hit 100%. a trade when I had a trade now, like I can like either lose 2000 or make 2000. I'm just like, all right. Yep. <laughs> like fuck that's it. the way I'm it should be. But yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. I, and that, that's why you're a good role model. That's what people need to see is that it's like, and Tom Basso, again, to reference him, his wife called him. And this is what they called him in the market wizards book, Mr. Serenity. Cause he could make a hundred thousand dollars, lose a hundred thousand. And he would come out of the office the same every day. And so you that have is, to be, man. You have to be like that. Indifference is so key. That's why another thing too, like touch on Marcus Aurelius, like I've dived into it more and more over like the last like six months. I've I read meditations a long time ago, but I was too fucking young and stupid to really. Yeah, it's hard to understand. I was like, young. oh, like that was great. Hundred page right. book is done in like two days. No, but like I've been studying all that stuff a lot. Like Ryan Holiday too, like the Daily Stoic author. He's super has super good content. But I I tell traders all the time, like, bro, this I mean just for life too, but like traders especially really need to to like because like you you can see it on like social media, just the volatility in people's emotions. Like I can look at your page and tell you you're not like where you need to be sometimes. You know what you I mean? Need like to be I can more look, stoic. Yeah. I'm like, bro, chill the fuck out. Like people like I'll post something and it's like a, a tweet about like mindset and they'd be like what is your entry model in the comments and i'm like bro chill like you're like tweaking right now bro like i love it like i'm gonna help you but like bro i can just tell you like it's like why are you thinking about it? like you're i'm like telling you what you actually need to hear and you're like yeah fuck that i want a strategy or Tell like a strategy on, right yeah on youtube like it's funny like my analytics um i've had some videos like that that like it's like simplest ict strategy those are always hands down the best performing videos of course because they want such... the strategy. They think the strategy is the holy grail. Exactly, Meanwhile, like bro. you said a while ago, we could 
I don't think you'd argue with me, but we could argue. I'm sure someone would fight me on it, but I would argue there's an infinite amount of trading strategies that can be profitable. Oh, the hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's an, like, yeah. I, like if you have a strategy based on a 21 EMA, change it to a 22 EMA, change it to a 23 EMA. You can always find some edge. It doesn't matter what indicator you're using. So it's not strategy. It's all psychology, bro. And yeah. that's cool to see. I, I see it. it. Like in the guy I had a coaching call, one of my calls today, I can, I can see it in his traits. I can see the issue is his mental. It is not his ability to read a chart and trade the strategy. It's not. You're doing this strategy well. Do you believe in this strategy? Great. You can do it. You can execute it. But now the psychology of that, him, his issue right now is he doesn't like being wrong. Like so many traders, yeah. they don't like to be wrong. It's a hard thing to swallow. But what is the, I think the root of that problem is expectations. And where do the expectations come from? All the social media shit that we already talked about. You drop those expectations. The best people, in my opinion, to coach are the guys like who have had a successful business in the past. They're a little bit older. They got a family. They don't need the money right away. And they've tasted success. They Like this guy, he builds three to $5 million houses now. He started 20 years ago as an apprentice in construction. I'm like, bro, how can you try to be as successful in trading as you are now selling three to $5 million houses when it took you 20 years to get here? You know what I'm saying? People have yeah. the expectation. You could, oh, I'm smart. I'm quick. I can pick this up and just start making money trading. Wrong. Doesn't matter yeah. how much time you spend with me or with Casper or with whoever or what strategy we give you. It doesn't just fix it because then you'll be fine for three days. If by Friday, you'll probably go off tilt because your psychology ain't there. And at first, when you're a new trader and you hear guys like us talk about it, you're like, yeah, but fuck the strategy. Just give me the, the or fuck the psychology. Give me the strategy. But it's like, bro, I could give you five strategies. It doesn't mean you're going to do it well. And yeah. I didn't get that. You don't get that till you get some experience under your belt, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things like we can explain it and like, it makes total sense to us, but some people it's like, it's like, uh, like touch the stove. You got to go like, touch the stove. The, yeah. The old man telling you wear helmets while you go skateboarding or some shit. Like no, yeah. one's going to do that. I mean, like, I, fuck I, you old guy. And I might yeah. fall and crack my head open, but still fuck you old guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. So yeah. yeah, like you said, that was a good point on like the, you know, it's almost easier to like to work with certain people than others. And like, there's a lot of people, man, like, like, and you were touching like the psychological stuff. I can tell you right now, 80 if not 90% of the people that are um, like that are a part of this, their problems aren't like they might. Okay. I'm trying to think about it. Say this 80% of them have at least some big part of their problem. That's psychological. Like uh, they might have some technical problems too. And like misunderstanding, but like the big problem is like the technicals. Cause dude, I swear to you, like, okay, for example, I'm going to be doing this as like an experiment. Um, my girl, she like wants to like, just cause I, I take care of everything. Right. Like she, she, but she, she's very like hardworking. She's very like dedicated. She helps me a lot with like the brand, like the company. She helps me a ton. Um, it wasn't for her. The social media wouldn't even like be a thing. Um, that's what she used to do. She used to, um, work for an agency, but you know, I got, I was like, Hey, like you don't have to do this anymore. And she's like very, like wants to be a part of things and wants to like, um, you know, just, she's just a doer. You know what I mean? It's like one of my favorite yeah. things about her. And, yeah. um, she's like, I, I don't know, maybe I could learn trading. And I was like, you know, that would actually be like a cool thing. Like just to like, cause like document teaching her how to trade. Yeah. It would be so unbiased too. Cause like, she wouldn't care. Like I knew her psychology would be good. And she's like, bro, she's smart with like finances on this. She was, she was on my, she's like, Hey, like, why are you, why do you spend this much money right here? Like, I'm not like, you just do whatever you want, but like, do you realize like Dick's X, Y, and Z? And sometimes I'm like, oh, like it's a good insight. You know Bro, I mean? it like, sounds like our girls would be friends. So Riley, yeah. <laughs> she, she says the same thing. She always was like, 
why don't I learn how to trade? I'm like, cause I'm yeah. learning how to trade. You have to raise our kid, but she does our bookkeeping and she does our, my wife has a marketing degree. So same kind of thing, bro. My wife gives me all these input on our marketing and our strategy and our back end. But then when it came down to it at the end of the day, we just both decided like, why have two separate trading accounts? I'm doing well. Let me just keep handling it. And right now with our kid being so young, she's loving the stay at home mom thing. So uh, we're both yeah. in the same boat, bro. And it, it is a good, it's a good feeling to be able to give them that, isn't it? Where it's like, you oh, can yeah, do, bro. Want, do whatever that you want. Imagine that, bro. Yeah, like literally earlier today, like she was like, um, like we we want to, like we were talking about just different things to get into. Like that was like trading, and I was like, yeah. why don't you just start doing photographer fun? And then I was like, oh, like I look up like what's the best fucking camera you could buy? I'm like, go buy this. Right, right. <laughs> that's freedom. That that's what I tell people. That too. is like, freedom, bro. You know, the big thing in trading and just anything, it doesn't have to be trading, but just whatever you do that, like when you really hit it and you love what you do and you're able to make. Uh, you know, very good money while making an impact. That that's the definition of a freedom. Because it's not like like you could have like people always want to say, ah, oh, how much money would you have to like be successful? Uh, how much? It's like what? Okay, like let's say if you say two million or whatever your number is, what are you going to go spend all that at once? It's right. not the number, and bro. It's, it's not about ability. that. Yeah, We're not exactly. creatures built for an end goal like that. I really believe we are built for a journey. We're built yeah. to enjoy the journey. So you have to be doing something that. Guys like you and me are lucky that we enjoy what we do every day. You know what I mean? And there are people who are digging out of that and trying to move away from that, which is amazing. And I always back that. But that's, I think, the purpose of life. It's not to like make a pot of money and just sit on it and sit on the beach by yourself. No, you want to make meaningful progress and meaningful change in the world. And then especially like you and me, we have young kids. Like you don't want to leave them in a shittier world. I want to leave them in a better world, whether it's economically, socially, whatever it is. Like I think we have to tap – more people need to tap into that. I think people are very materialistic right now. People are just thinking, if I just make enough money, I'll be fine. No, yeah. you're going to make enough money and be lonely and be you're going to be doing it through something you probably aren't really passionate about. It won't feel fulfilling. You'll feel empty. And that's a terrible place to be. It's sad to be like that, you know? Yeah, bro. No, 100%. And like, you know, so many people don't realize that that like money just amplifies like whatever you already are. Like that's a good, that's I can't exactly remember what that is, but it's so true. Like I won't, so I won't true. say, I won't say that like, hey, if you're flat broke, you probably might not be a little bit happier if you had a couple hundred grand. Like I'm definitely right, not going to say that, but, of but course. that's not the holy grail. That's not like, no, you'd get there and then it's like, okay, whatever was bothering you before. Like for, for example, for me, like I was in a, uh, it was like, I, was, I think Jade Cap actually asked that somebody, it was one of those guys, or maybe it was Paladin. Somebody was like, how much money would you have to have? Or like, like what's like per month or whatever to like live or like do what you wanted to do. And then I was like, damn, like, it was funny. Like both of us said something at the same time. And I felt like a greedy. I was like, I mean, if you're really asking me, I, I said something crazy. I was like, like 500K a month, but the, I wasn't thinking like, you know, that wasn't like, that's obviously not based on like, that's how much money I want. I'm just like, okay, like, my mind went to like, okay, like traveling the world with like all of my people. Like that's the kind of the goals you should be like making a huge impact, like creating companies that not only provide the clients and the students with the best fucking po possible impact and opportunities, but also the people that are working at the company, yourself, your family, their families, everybody's family, the client's family. That's the kind of stuff that really fulfills you as a human being, right? Like it's like, for example, you have people, yeah, like you have people like, like Elon Musk or like Jeff Bezos, like- there's a reason these guys don't, they could literally just drop everything, literally stop. Cash out. Cash and out. just th their next 10 generations could just Grand Theft Auto cheat code live life. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, and, but they don't. And it's just because no. that's not human. Like you said. No. Exactly. Exactly. Dude, this has been great.
I feel like we could definitely just keep going, but I'm going to put know, a pin right, in it dude. for now. <laughs> I appreciate you running a little over time, bro. It's it's really yeah. good to speak with you. And I'm glad that we finally got to do this. So now I feel like the next one we got to do in person, whether I come to Tennessee or you come to Florida next, bro, we got to do it in person. Dude, let's run it, bro. I'm down. percent. So for everybody listening, where can they find you? Where do we want to send them? Twitter, Instagram? What do we think we want to do? YouTube? Probably YouTube. Casper yeah. SMC. If you just have we'll put Casper. All of them. Yeah, yeah. I'll put so all the links be, down you know. below. Yeah, oh yeah, bro, everything. Thank Twitter, you. YouTube, Instagram, we'll do the whole thing. Absolutely, bro. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the insight. Thank you for coming on. Not talking too much shit, but we got some good ICT stuff in there for some <laughs> of the listeners because I think there's still people that are on the fence about him. And I want some new guys to say like, hey, man, that's some free content on there that could be very valuable. I have guys that I've interviewed. Like I said on the show, they say I trade ASFX and ICT and I got funded. Like there's no one right way to do this. I just want to try to help everybody, help the audience as much as we can. So, bro. I can't thank you enough again. Have a great rest of your evening. I appreciate you. For all of our listeners, thank you. We appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed and we'll see you in the next episode, everybody. See you guys.